0: Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Happy Mail Bag Monday. We are presented, as always, by Points Bet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk free bets up to $2,000. I'm Jay Zawaski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tiribasi in our new and improved time. If you are watching the Bears podcast, stick with us. We've got some fun Blackhawks topics to get to today on mailbag monday if you're in the youtube channel make sure you smash that like button if you're listening to the audio only make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher pocket just making these things up as pocket i go Quang. 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 Okay. You know, like, do your thing quain you know Quang. slay quain are you having a stroke yes I smell toast. <laughs> <laughs> is that what that is? Anyway, it's the heat that gets just to you. Whatever. Yeah, it is. A, it's a little toasty in here. That like you could be actually smelling me cooking in real time uh, during the mm. show, and you guys can watch on YouTube as our sweat just pours down our faces.
1: Let's just be thankful it's not a typical late August day outside, because it'd be a thousand times worse in here.
0: Yeah, it's it's uh, it's I w- rough. It, I it's, was
1: duped
2: by the forecast.
0: Yeah, these uh these hard pants are a problem.
2: Yeah. That was a bad idea.
0: Yeah. Anyway, it is Mailbag Monday. We uh, once again appealed for your questions and got a ton of them. So we're going to get right to them. And as always, we give special treatment to our Discord users because they support us by being members at allchgo.com. So they get uh, preferential treatment as they should. If you'd like to become a member at allchgo.com. Go there, do it, sign up. You'll get a free T-shirt for your efforts. And later on in the show, we're going to tell you how you can combine a points bet membership and an all-CHGO membership, so stay tuned for that. So the first question comes from Nick Parts. He says, if you were in Kyle Davidson's shoes, is there anything you would have done differently since he took over as GM? Ooh,
2: I like this. I like this question. Because he hasn't done too many things that have been... Like, objectively bad?
1: Careful. You're going to be accused of being a shill for Kyle Davis. Oh, no. Uh, Never. You've got to be negative. Those are the rules. Uh, There haven't been any huge missteps where you're like, oh, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, you probably wanted to get more for Alex Debrinkit. Right. But if that's the best that the market was giving you, then that's the best the market was giving you. Exactly. The only thing that really pops into my head is... You know, maybe getting something for Calvin DeHaan at the trade deadline or Dylan Strom or Dominic Kubelik, the guys that, like, walked away for nothing. Maybe there was nothing there. Um, Maybe it was more of, like, well, do I take a sixth-round pick and send Dylan Strom to wherever, or do I let him just go get free agency and he can go sign wherever he wants to and have that good mojo? Right, uh, yeah. that, That good reputation of being a guy that's, like, eh. Is it worth, is it worth really worth it? But I, th- th- otherwise that's really the only thing I can say is getting something for those guys that walked away for nothing.
0: Yeah. I, I've been thinking about that too. And, and like, what is the impact of doing the veterans a solid and not trading them and just letting them, you know, go do what they want to do at the same time though. Are there any free agents around the league that are like, wow, they didn't trade Dylan Strom for a six round pick. What an organization. I want to be part of that. Conversely, is there anyone saying if he had made the trade, they traded those guys for a six-round pick? How disrespectful. Yeah, I don't think that's yeah. fair, you know, So but Probably not. Well, but when they
1: <laughs> sign Austin Matthews in 2024, <laughs> that would be the first question I ask at his press conference. Did uh, not me, trading uh, Dominic uh, <laughs> Kubelik in 2022 finalize your decision Sway for signing here, yeah. Or uh, was you, it the $7 billion we're going to pay you over yeah, the next five years? Right.
0: Uh, you may recall in the uh, summer <laughs> of uh, 2022, there was an opportunity. This, uh, is where we yeah, need, this
1: is where we need to like invoke the spirit of Les Grobstein and, and ask that
0: question. Just uh, awesome. Matthew's just like, what, what are you <laughs> talking about? <laughs>
1: Revoke this clown's credentials immediately. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Speaking of Calvin DeHaan, uh, eyeball emojis. Uh, looks like he might have a deal pretty soon. Ooh, ooh. Some, rumblings. some rumblings that he might have a deal in Vancouver. We'll see what happens. Ah. And, uh, you know, he's been waiting all summer to join the show. And then his agents like, wait till you have a contract. He's, so, he's, he's been itching he's to get like, on the Damn show. Damn
1: it, I want to talk to Jay, Greg, and Mario. Give uh, me a call. Sign anything right now.
0: Yeah, exactly. So hopefully, we get to talk to
2: Calvin soon. If I was Kyle Davidson, I would be on the phone with Phil Kessel uh, yesterday. That's one thing I would do differently. Yeah,
1: of course. We got to get meet our guy.
2: Phil Kessel here. Yeah.
0: I still but have the fears. The
1: longer we wait, the more the price goes down.
0: I still have fears they're too good <laughs> to have the worst record in hockey. I still worry about that. Well, we'll, well, we have all season. to Worry got, about that. I've
1: got 82 games to talk you off the ledge. <laughs>
0: yeah. Just the game ends at 6-1. Greg just gestures towards the TV. <laughs> still like a Price is Right Z. model. Still, still worried, Jay. Yeah. Well, what do the Coyotes do? Uh, next one comes. Another one from Discord from Sung Hyun. He writes us every week. Uh, they write us. I don't know, man or woman, but thank you. Yeah, uh, mailbag it. question. How many other NHL teams going to be in the tanking race for the number one draft pick? along with the Blackhawks. Uh, Well, we just mentioned the Coyotes. Coyotes Coyotes
1: are in constant tank mode, it appears. They're always a contender for the number one pick.
2: Coyotes are definitely going to be the biggest contender in the race to the bottom, uh, uh, along with the Blackhawks. Um, I can't imagine right now that there's any teams that really jump out. I mean, Montreal probably, but I think they were trying to maybe be a little bit better than then tanking for the bottom, but now that Carey Price is potentially done for his career, that might change plans a little bit. Um, Seattle, I think, is trying to get better. I don't think they're going in tank mode at all. Uh, You know, they, they got Shane Wright. Eddie Baneers, you know, future's looking pretty bright right there right now. So, Andre,
0: didn't Andre Palat sign there? No, that was the Devils. Burakovsky, Burakovsky's in yeah, Seattle. So, yeah, I think the right. Devils I think are a team
1: that were in the running last year. I don't think they're going to be as probably bad. not. Yeah, they're going to
0: hopefully for
1: their sake have a healthy Dougie Hamilton, a healthy Jack Hughes. That almost that makes you a lot better. Yeah, Philly. Uh, they got Palat. Philly, Philly is a team that I'm going to watch. Philly's cause. trying
2: to win. It could fall yeah, flat Philly's on trying their trying to win,
1: but their roster doesn't suggest that. <laughs> yeah. we, we're we going to try hard to win, but we're probably going to lose a lot more than we win. Yeah. But you never know. The legend of Torts and his snarky attitude I think might there,
2: inspire them. I think there's a chance that there might be a team we're not expecting there that will, just there, bottoms a, out.
1: There'll be a team that completely, yeah. just like the Canadians last year, they, they went from the Stanley Cup final to the number one overall pick. Yep. Now, that doesn't happen very often but there's going to be a team that nobody expects mm-hmm. that's just going to have an injury-riddled season you know just it's just all going to fall apart yeah. maybe that team's the Ottawa Senators i
2: was going to say a lot of hopes are high in ottawa and i i tend maybe to that believe that Detroit they'll be Red better
1: rings, you know teams that like yeah. uh, you think they're ready to make that next step and just everything just i falls
2: i tend to apart. think both of those teams will stay away from the bottom 3 but i wouldn't be know.
0: surprised if one of them is is right around that range. Yeah, who's this year's Hawks that had a nice free agency period and still sucked? It could be Detroit, Ottawa. honestly. Detroit yeah. or
1: Ottawa. Those are the
0: two. I just, I just like to scoff, by the way, when, not that it was a good move, but when the Hawks signed Olimata, it was a joke and they were the laughing stock of the league. But then Steve Eiserman does it, and it's like, what a brilliant maneuver Steve, to bring in a calming veteran that, presence. That's because Steve
1: Eiserman can do no wrong. Come on. F Steve Eiserman. <laughs> Fair
0: enough. Put that on a t shirt, yeah. CHGL. F.
1: Steve Eisman <laughs> coming on when you do a
0: $19 bet on points bet.
1: You get that hey, shirt. There you there go. You go. <laughs> uh,
0: let's go to uh, the chat here, real quick. Mike says Did you see the mock draft of Chicago not drafting Mitchkov, Fantilli, or Bedard? Uh, I saw it. Pick and one? I think
2: it's completely fake and not. Coming from a real yeah, it was obviously person. coming from an
0: Arizona Coyotes
2: fan. I eh, the Coyotes, Coyotes. that yeah. that or a Blues bro- blogger. I'm uh, sure it was
0: it was silly. I did not see it, but I don't think you have to worry about that anymore because he who shall not be named is no longer drafting for the Blackhawks. So yeah. uh, yes. and even though Connor Bedard didn't get a point
1: in the World sucks. Junior gold medal game, he's still the best damn teenage hockey player on the planet. It's not even close. And if anybody says something different, put down the pipe.
2: <laughs> Listen, a 16-year-old didn't drag his WHL team to the playoffs. He's a bust. Yeah. Okay, no. So yeah, yeah. Uh, we have
0: got quite a weekend of fake uh, hockey stuff going on. Yeah, it's that season. It really. Well, it's uh, it never ends. You know, it's it's, it's silly. Year-round.
2: It's silly season.
0: Silly dumb rumor season. So, if you guys missed it, uh, Friday was it Friday? It was Friday. As we were we, recording, our we show. finished
2: recording on Friday, and we were uh, we were tipped off to some. Interesting information.
0: Yeah, that so. Um, While well, I'm Gene, well, I'm blanking out his name. That's not important, is it? Uh, Prince, Princepe. No? Dream principal, d- Gene Principal. Thank you. Uh, went on
2: chid six thirty chat station and, and said Canadian something like, station.
0: "It would be really cool." This is not a direct quote, but for all intents and purposes, what he said was, "Patrick Kane is available." maybe, In and theory. who would not want to come beyond the Oilers with McDavid and Dryside? on a chance to win a Stanley Cup. Here's reasons Edmonton's appealing, and if that doesn't work, Phil Kessel would be target number two. Somehow that turned into the Oilers are trading for Patrick Kane, and if that doesn't work, Phil Kessel's their number two option. No, it was a dude giving an opinion, and it, I guess we have to do our it weekly was, warning about sources. Well, it, was,
2: it was him and Bob Stauffer spitballing. Yeah. About what potential way could the Oilers maybe get Patrick Kane? And it came down to like a four-team trade where Patrick Kane's salary went from ten and a half million to one point one five or something like It's just like, like that right there should have been like, well, this is nonsense.
0: It's just not a report. No, no Some people talking. No matter how plugged in the people talking are, I wonder does how that many reports real. our
2: spitballing has uh, has generated over the over the uh, months that we've been on.
0: I don't know the the same
1: crap account that does this doesn't tag the people they are citing, so we would never know.
0: Interesting. And they have a verification symbol. No, they took that down. Oh, they did? They mm. took it okay. down. Once Just we called you. them out
1: on that crap, that disappeared. It was really
0: nice of Pat Foley to send them a personalized greeting from Cameo. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, that for, hey,
1: 40 bucks gets you anything on the internet. Really? But the worst... Per, uh, <laughs> what <can> 40, <laughs> <laughs> Wow! You're not wrong! <laughs> <laughs>
0: I wasn't expecting that at all. Thanks, Greg. Hey, have fun this weekend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, of course, that account tweets it out, and then other accounts have to run with it without, you know, ver- like, f- like people. If yeah. it's not coming from one of the big three or five national sources, it's not real, and don't treat it as it is. Yes. It takes five seconds to find that clip, listen to it, and go, oh, this is not what he said.
0: Right. Yes. And if you want to actually hear the audio, uh, go in my Twitter timeline, at Jay Zawoski. It's down there a bit, but you can't miss it. Down where? I literally, down there. (laughs) I literally (laughs) found the audio, told you the time to start listening, and it's right there, and you'll hear that it is an absolute nothing burger. It's like, it's guys sitting around a table at a fantasy draft, essentially. Yeah, basically. All right, let's go to the old Twitter machine. Uh, This one's from Tom Jones. Wow. It's not unusual to be. Sorry. Thanks, Tom. man. Nice. My mom loves good. you. Hey, f- uh, straight from his tour bus, <laughs> he says, "For fun, with all the talk of the Bears getting a new stadium, how long do you think the United Center will be around? It's not going anywhere." Yeah, I, I think the United the built, Center is
2: built in '94. Got a new addition in the last couple of years. They've been rehabbing it all summer. Yeah, adding things. It's not going anywhere. They're There's putting, no need. They're for putting it. the um the sports book in there, not points, but, but they're putting the sports book in there. Like that, yeah. you don't do that for a stadium no. that is on the uh, last legs of it. They built the bulls
1: there. and the Hawks offices there. Yeah. That atrium is amazing. The, it's the, hanging the, around. The, 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 the Blackhawks got their practice state of that practice facility a block away. Mm-hmm. They're not building those things just to say, Nope, we need a new stadium. They're making the United center better. And it's, it's
2: brand that, new jumbotron. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's, it's, you would have no idea that that building is thirty
0: years old when you go to it. Yeah, they, that building was built with the intentions of expanding and changing over time. Yeah, like they knew, okay, in twenty years we'll have to upgrade this, that we might want to add here and there. So it became a very adaptable building. Whereas when you're doing with Chicago Stadium or or the Joe Louis Arena or whatever it is, it just doesn't have the capabilities to upgrade like the United Center does. United Center at the time was state-of-the-art and it remains state-of-the-art. Like you said, you go in there and it doesn't feel old no. at all. No. It's going to be here for a long time. Yeah,
1: I, I wouldn't worry about that. And, like, my way to, to know how good a building really is is when, you know, you go into the parts of the building that the general public doesn't see. When you get to go downstairs after a game for postgame or you're there for practice or whatever, when you go into the bowels of the building. If the locker room areas and and the basement areas are just as nice as the concourses, the building is fine. (laughs) I've been to a lot of AHL arenas where you're like, yikes. Like the fans can't see this and I know why. So the United center might be almost 30 years old. It's still a tip top shape. Were you
0: ever in the press box at the Joe? Either of you guys? No. No,
1: I've been to the Joe once. Um, and, uh, I was happy to leave <laughs> with
0: all my belongings. I could not believe <laughs> the press area of the Joe Lewis Arena. So United Center, for those of you who have not been up there, which is most of you, beautiful carpeted. There's tables. There's food. It's a nice area. Uh, tons of studio space. Like, it is expansive up there. Joe Louis Arena, it's all cinder block, and the hallway is so narrow you almost have to go through it sideways. Uh, Like, you have to walk through it, like, like, with your back to the wall to squeeze through. Meanwhile, all of the cables for all the TV networks and radio are running through this hallway, so you're literally walking on those cables. Thank God that Joe is gone for the broadcasters there. Then the home broadcast team, their cameraman is in the hallway putting a camera through a busted-out hole in the cinder block and they are broadcasting from what is basically a plywood table. Oh it was God. unbelievable. That is crazy. I hated watching games
1: in the Joe Arena because if anybody beyond the fourth row stood up, you couldn't see the <laughs> yeah, ice. That's yeah.
0: right, Yes.
1: Here's like, a breakaway. Well, I, I, I was like I was like, <laughs> the, that's the only arena I've ever watched yeah. games where like I would be in my living room going, wait for the whistle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I had heard stories about the Joe. And I went there with a media friend who gave me a tour and I could not, even with the preparation of you're not going to believe how bad this is, I was still blown away by how do people work in this environment? It was Crazy. unreal. Unreal. It it was cool to see because the broadcast geek in me was like, how could you possibly operate in this? And they found a way. But man, what a horrible, horrible uh, environment to work in. I mean, you know, it was... People were getting along, but just cramped and dirty and, oh. I want to go see Little Caesars Arena this year and, I have and a, check it out. I have
1: a cousin that lives outside of Detroit, and he says it's amazing. Road trip. He's, he says it's so nice you don't even want to go in and watch the game because everything on the <laughs> concourse is just so cool.
0: I did nice. enjoy the Joe as a spectator. Mm. I went for Hockey Night in Canada to see the Leafs and the Red Wings. So it was a game I was not invested in at all, and it was just cool to be there even though I was getting, like, PTSD from – like all the B-roll during Hawks games, like the statues and yeah. the and the like the Joe Lewis Arena entrance. I'm like here comes a six-one loss for the Blackhawks. It's <laughs> like feeling those feelings again, but it was cool. I'm glad I got to see it before they got rid of it. It's awesome. Uh, we, so. got,
1: we got a s- couple things in the chat. Yeah, yeah. Alton V with a super check. Love the podcast. Keep up the great work. We appreciate that, Alton. We will do our best. Appreciate you. Uh, yes, and we appreciate you. A couple cool things that popped up. Uh, Hunter Kirk. Says he hasn't been watching live recently, but he just got to college in Wyoming. And it will be listening from there. Good luck in school, buddy. Have fun. School in Wyoming. That's uh, an interesting choice. I love Wyoming. I mean, I've been to Yellowstone, my favorite place on, on the planet. So good luck. And our guy, No Roids, Just Rage. Says, uh, apologizing for being MIA. You're damn right. You better yeah, apologize. <laughs> uh, but apparently, you got a new job, and that's hey, awesome. Yeah, Congratulations to our buddy. No, roi- no roids, just rage. Uh, good luck on the new gig. So I like seeing our listeners uh, telling us where they're watching from. Surfing Duck says he's got to change his lunch hour now. Oh. Later to watch. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, eat a bigger breakfast. So You'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Eat a bigger <laughs> breakfast.
0: You'll be fine. All right. Let's go back to the uh, Twitter machine. Yes. Um, Let's see what we, got. we got Tom Jones already Is that, I can't read I am blind, give me it's a name It's from She right. ah, okay. Shre- says Jack Shrek emo- like It says Mike K at the bottom there Mike K, alright there Kay. we Kay. go All right. Besides Kane and Taves and Jones Who's got the best trade value On the Hawks And do you see that player being dealt
2: Well first off I wouldn't say Jones' trade value Is one of the top three Just because of his contract Or Taves Or Taves, yeah uh, um,
1: other guys tradable. I mean, the guys you brought in, if they perform, Domi and Anthony CU for what you're paying them and only, yeah. and no additional years, definitely will be uh, I think the
2: writing is on the wall after. why they're here. Yeah, they know. It's so they're not here at the end of March. Those guys got signed to be traded. Yeah.
1: Um, so those guys, if they perform well, will have good value. Um, a guy like Jack Johnson? I'm not saying his trade value is super high, but you can maybe get a fifth or sixth rounder for him for right. a contender. Everybody wants that sixth or seventh D-man veteran. I mean. He won a Stanley Cup. He filled it. When Eric Johnson got hurt, because that's what Eric Johnson does, uh, <laughs> Jack Johnson filled in. And they didn't rely on him, but he was a solid guy. They could say, hey, go out there for 12 minutes and not kill us.
2: It's okay to have Jack Johnson when you also have Kill McCarr. True. It it and, and Balance are, in the universe. And, yeah, Byron right. Bohem exactly. And, yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. When he's your seventh defenseman, you're fine. It's fine. When yeah. he's your third defenseman, you're in bring trouble. on Connor Bedard. Maybe. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, I would, I would think uh, another player to, to that question would be Connor Murphy. I think he has, you know, a, a decently affordable contract on a contending team. He's a great defenseman to kind of throw in a number four, a number five position, uh, Great in the locker room, great you know great person uh, to to have on a team that does he actually get traded though? I wonder if the Blackhawks would do that because I think for all those reasons that he's a good player on and off the ice, I think it's reason to kind of keep him around if he wants to be around uh during the rebuild and while they bring in some some young players. So I think kind of Murphy has some pretty good trade value as long as he's healthy. Um, but I think he also brings a lot of valuable, valuable as, um, assets to the team already being I think here.
0: he's one of those guys where, as a deadline approaches, you take a look at the trade market, right? Like what other teams have players to move, which contenders are desperate for defensemen. Because right. you could find yourself in a situation where Connor Murphy is the best defenseman available at a very affordable price. Uh, and and you could find yourself in an advantageous position. But I, it doesn't necessarily mean they should be looking to move him. Right. But if you if a, if a bunch of contenders, uh, let's say Victor Hedman and Cale McCarr get hurt. Here's an option, yeah.
1: Another factor, Connor Murphy screams Luke Richardson guy.
0: That's true. That is true, yes. yes like I think
1: Luke Richardson shows up and within, like, the first four minutes of practice goes, that's my guy. <laughs> that's my leader on the defense because Connor Murphy... Plays the game very similar to the way Luke Richardson did.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we were talking about uh, the Johnsons earlier. Friday's show, we had our Johnson draft. And if you missed it, uh, the, the people have spoken. I have the best Johnsons. Of all of us, Jay has the best eye for Johnsons. <laughs> I have the matter. most experience <laughs> <laughs> as the oldest one of us. Sixty-three point three percent voted for Team Jay. Uh, you guys Good are job, smart. Jay. Good job. Did anybody put you? Johnsonville sausages on there? We did not. Unfortunately, that was, oh, uh, not. kicking myself in the ass. Yeah, that was my, a tough one. My buddy yeah. James Neville pointed out that I missed that one. Yeah, but I had already know. won. I, it was it was Johnsonville or Reginaldville Johnson. Yeah, yeah, I, I I went with that the Johnson was, that and was Johnson
1: a, products instead.
2: That that red that uh, Reginald Val Johnson pick I think is what put you over the yeah. top. That, that I knew that, the dra- I knew I knew the steal. draft
1: was lost when that pick was made, <laughs> uh, but I went with the Johnson and Johnson line because you know today being a little toasty in the studio, I'm very glad for the Johnson and Johnson baby
2: powder. Yeah, so uh, just you know don't get yourself. In laughing any- now? Yeah, you got you're the
0: winner today. That's for Be sure. Be careful where you put
2: that baby powder though.
0: I've got a bunch of other questions to get to, and we're going to. But 1st got to remind everybody that PointsBet Sportsbook is counting down the days until football season with a new offer every day until the season kicks off. From now until September 8th, PointsBet Power Hour will unlock a new daily offer from noon to 1 p.m. Central Time. Sign up for PointsBet now using the code CHGO to also get risk-free bets up to $2,000. Do not miss out on your chance to get daily access to free bets, boosted odds, and so much more now through September 8th. But that's not it. If you make a $51 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership. That unlocks all of our great web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Download the PointsBet app today and use code CHGO to take advantage of this limited-time offer. Don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services.
2: We are also brought to you by our friends at Owen. Owen who? Owen Johnson? No, not Owen Johnson. I don't know who that is. Uh, Owen
0: Johnson? I'm be. sure there's an Owen John. Johnson. I'm, I'm sure, Johnson. sure there's many
2: Owen Johnsons in the world. Now, this Owen is spelled O-W-Y-N, and it stands for only what you need. And Owen is a 100% plant-based protein shake that gives you nutrition that works just as hard as you do. All of Owen's products are 100% free of artificial ingredients. They are allergen-friendly. They don't contain any gluten or dairy and are thus easily digestible. may have heard about Owen from Chicago Bears quarterback Justin Fields. He follows a plant-based diet and is also 2-0 as the Bears starter in the preseason. So, hey. Super Bowl, super Bears. What other reason do you need to try Owen than being 2-0 in the preseason? I'll give you another reason. CHGO and Owen are partnering up to give you an awesome offer. If you go to liveowen.com, and use the promo code chgo 20 you can get 20% off of your first purchase. That's liveowen.com with the promo code chgo 20 So be like Bears quarterback Justin Fields. Lead yourself to victory
0: with some Owen, O-W-Y-N, only what you need. Uh, How can we forget, by the way, Owen Johnson, the American writer, best remembered for his stories and novels, cataloging the educational and personal growth of the fictional character, Dink Stover. Another Dink. I don't know how you guys (laughs) forgot that, and it's embarrassing, frankly. I I slept through that class in college. (laughs) (laughs) Jay, I'm I'm glad you brought up
2: Friday's episode, because for the first time in a very long time, I was caught uh, saying the name of he who shall not be named. It was the last name, so it was only 50 cents, but here is my... My contribution. His
1: his man, this man is a man of his word. Unlike my, uh, somebody uh, I, else's yeah. IOU that keeps getting bigger. I think it's up to $6. bucks. It is $6
0: now. Yeah. Yes. Audio. Can I just Venmo the jar? Does it work? Does that work? Where does money just goes? Bloop? We, we got to get, you get yes. it. You yeah, can we, Venmo we should the get... jar at Mario underscore <laughs> yeah. at Venmo. Enough, right. We should get
1: the jar its own Venmo account because if we want to turn this into a fundraising ability, we yes. need to somehow
0: yes. Venmo that might the be jar. A, that might be a, a good way to do it. Yeah, I like that. All right. got to think of a name. Like a super chat for the jar. I'll, I'll get on. I'll start thinking of ideas. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, we're going
2: to start siphoning some of that super chat money to the jar. Yeah. All right. Back
0: to the Twitters. We go with tons of Sifling. responses on this one. Uh, all right. Uh, this guy lists all of the lines. Oh my. All, all of his line ideas uh, and has basically the Blackhawks roster, the starters out there, the ones everyone projects as starters, and says, Do you really think this is the worst team in the NHL? We are going to be bad, but this team with a new coach uh, could really be fun. This is my fear. It really is. Like, no, it, I, I, I am afraid this team is too good. Guys, this, this lineup sucks.
2: If, for those who can't see it on the podcast, uh, it is, he goes, Kane, Reichel, Athanasiu, Domi, Taze, Radish, Lafferty, Tyler Johnson, Whistle, Kachuk, Blackwell, Senny, Ugh. Uh, Seth Jones, Jake McCabe, Connor Murphy, Jack Johnson, Alex Vlasic, Caleb Jones, and, of course, Mrazic and Stalock in goal. Who
1: is scoring goals besides Patrick Kane? Don't worry about
2: that roster.
1: Guys, we had Patrick Kane with his third highest point total of his career last year. Alex DeBrinket, 41 goals. Dylan Strome had a career year. And they still finished with the sixth-fewest points in the league. And you had Marc-Andre Fleury for three for most quarters of the, the season. season. Yeah. Look what you've replaced Alex DeBrinket, Dylan Strome, Dominic Kubeli, Calvin DeHaan with. And now no don't, Marc-Andre
2: Fleury. Don't worry. That
1: roster is bad. Don't over, don't get too and optimistic if, about and it.
2: And if the team is outside of the top or outside of the bottom Three come trade deadline. It's the players who are worse. contributing to that reason are, are going gone. to be gone, and there will be a third of a season of. There's gonna
1: be 21 games of like nobody.
2: Right. So it's gonna be fine. Do not worry about this team being too good. If they come out, if they come out of the gate the opposite of what they did last year, and they're like 11-2 two and two or something like that, then yeah. Uh, sure, we might be in trouble. It's time to trade everybody. But I don't foresee that being the it's case. time for
1: Patrick Kane to have one of those weird,
0: unexplained thirty-day injuries where he's not playing. <laughs> Clayton Keller, Nick Schmaltz, uh huh. Five hundred-year-old Andrew Ladd. Sure. Lawson Kraus, Zach Cassian, Nick Ritchie, Travis Boyd, Christian Fisher, Nick Bugstad, Jack McBain, Nathan Smith, Liam O'Brien, Michael carsoni who is scoring goals on that team i right. ask you they have Clayton keller and nick schmaltz patrick
2: kane and Jonathan taves logan cooley logan uh yeah logan cooley uh, no
0: he's going to college uh,
2: yeah it's gonna be a race to the have, bottom they have a better goaltender
1: like that young kid they got is pretty good
0: carl vimelka
2: yeah he's decent it's he, gonna be he's a better ra- than
1: alex Stalock.
2: it's gonna be a race to the bottom jay
1: yeah, and that roster last year beat the Blackhawks roster that was better than this year's roster three out of four games last year.
0: I will give you that last year's roster was better. However, the team was in absolute disarray from having a guy you can't coach coach them to start the season. Then you had all kinds of off season chaos happening before that. You had an interim head coach, an interim GM. The season was a disaster last year, start to finish. So you can pretty much scrap everything that was supposed to happen last year. There's a big chance of a Jonathan Tavis bounce back. Not to where he was in his prime, but I think he's definitely going to have a better season than he did this year. You're going to have – you've brought in Domi and Athanasiu. I like both those guys better in Kubalik. Dylan Strom's gone. Lucas Reichel's here for the majority of the season. You've got growth from Alex Vlasic and other young defensemen with an actual coaching staff mentoring them. The goaltending point is correct, but Peter Morazic was a guy that two cup contenders back-to-back years – Thought was good enough to lead their team to the Stanley Cup. And then he didn't do it him after one year. I'm just saying he was in that position. Right. And those two teams were like, this is the guy. We think he can get us there. I'm telling you, this is not the Blackhawks are not the worst roster in hockey. I don't think so. Sorry. Call didn't me. A, maybe to... that makes me a Homer. Or is that the opposite of a Homer when we're trying to tank? <laughs> <laughs> You're so negative, Jay. You think the Hawks are too good. Yeah.
1: Constant negativity. But well, Here's the thing. As Mario brought up. <laughs> Let's see what these rosters look like post trade deadline. You go 2 and 19 and the damage after be the trade deadline. You go 2 and 19 after the trade deadline. All of a sudden, you're looking pretty good.
2: Okay. I, you know, I was, think, I was thinking about it because I saw that tweet and I was thinking about it, you know, looking at it. And to me, I just I look up and down the Blackhawks roster and it's just like, yes, they brought in Andreas Athanasiu and Max Domi. They're going to play in top six roles in this lineup, most likely. Um, you, you bring in Jack Johnson, sure. But when you look at Athanasiu and Domi, Taze at this point in his career, um, Jack Johnson, you, you know, you look at like where would they be on good teams and contending teams? Well, Andreas Athanasiu was on the Kings last season. Sure, he also played in a top six role, but that he didn't play any power play. Uh, from, from my knowledge, you know, he wasn't a Highlighted player, but yeah, he played in, a, in An upper role. Max Domi On the Hurricanes was a fourth liner Jack Johnson Is, is a bottom pair defenseman A 6'7 defenseman, more likely a 7 defenseman on, on a contender. Jonathan Taze, at this point in his career, where would he be On a contender? Third line center So, I think When you look at where these guys Would be on good Contending rosters, they would be Way lower in the lineup than they are in, in, in Chicago, and so, you know, you have players who would be, like, complementary role players playing in top lines. Sure, those are names you recognize and names that have had success in the past. I just think you look at it now where they're at in their careers and where they're going to be playing this lineup, I don't, I don't see it as, like, going to be too good. If you have a roster that's mostly complementary players, who are they complimenting? Right. Who besides Patrick Kane has a legit
1: shot of scoring 20 goals for the Blackhawks? Who would you who would you open your points bet account and put money on scoring over twenty goals? It would depend
0: on the odds, but I I think (laughs) I think that it is I think it is reasonable to think Jonathan Taves could score twenty goals. I don't. I don't. I don't. Not on this roster.
2: If he if he plays the entire season, the way that he played the second half of last season, I think he gets
0: maybe fifteen. He had twelve goals last year, and he went what twenty five games without one. Yeah. I don't think eight more goals for Jonathan Taves is out of the question. Who says he doesn't go 25 games without a goal again? Well, he might, but I think when you look at where he's coming from, you know, he, came, he missed an entire season, had to ramp up in, back into game shape, then he, and he also missed a bunch of games last year. He only played 71 games, and still, so after not scoring for 25 and missing another 11, he scored 12 goals. Jonathan Taves can score 20 goals on his team, and, of course, if healthy. You could, but you could do that with everybody. I think Max Domi could do that. I, I just, I just don't, think it's, I, I don't think this team is as bad as a lot of people think they do. Domi had 11 goals last year with zero power play time. And here's another thing to
1: keep in mind. While that Coyotes team, you read those names, and a lot of us, most people are probably like, I've never heard of half those guys. Well, some of those guys are... So this guy here is dead. <laughs> some of those guys are young players looking to take that next step. Some of those guys are pieces of their puzzle, allegedly. Right. If those guys take those next step and progress. The coyotes are a lot better. The Blackhawks don't have a lot of guys outside of Lucas Reichel where you're like, Oh, we're waiting for this young guy to hit his potential and we're going to be good. No, they got a lot of guys going the opposite way on their career. And they got a lot of guys that as soon as they do start producing are going to get traded where those young guys in the coyotes, if they start producing, they're going to get more
0: playing time to play mm-hmm. even better. And they'll be traded in two years. Right. They'll be <laughs> traded once they're established. Yeah. All right, well, no. thank you for convincing me the Hawks aren't as good as I think they might be. I don't know, I just, you know... A lot will have to go right for the Hawks not to be in the top three. I, oh, top three is not a concern. I'm talking about worst. Yeah, 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 bottom three. Top three, bottom three. Yeah, yeah. Right. top three in the draft. Top three picks, yeah. 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 I, I, I do think they're one of the three worst for sure, but I don't think they're, they're the worst by any... They might not even be second worst. And
1: here's, here's another thing. When you look at that roster and you're like, ah, oh, this guy might score 20 goals. Maybe this guy does... Where's the speed? Athena, see you. Okay. <laughs> and? That, that lineup is going to get run out of the building against half the league. They can't keep up speed-wise. You think Boris Same. Kachuk, Colin Blackwell, and Tyler Johnson are going to slow down the Colorado Avalanche? No freaking way. Uh,
0: they'll be intimidated by Captain Reese Johnson who can't skate to save his life either. How dare you? I don't know. How Just saying. dare you? Speed Craig? is all about the <laughs> NHL, and the
1: Blackhawks, outside of like three guys, don't have a lot
0: of it. That's right. going to make a big difference. Yeah. N- Narfin says, last year's team easily beats this year's team, putting coaching and off-ice problems aside. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's well, kind yeah. of the ma- like a major factor of what went wrong. All right, we're way behind. Let's keep going. What do we got? Who do we got? All right, this is from uh, Chris. Has Jacob Galvis been overlooked or slid down the depth chart? Does he get traded like Lucas Carlson?
2: Jakob Galvis.
0: Ah, Jacob. sorry. I don't think that – I don't know if Luke Richardson's made up his mind on anybody just yet. That's why no. I think this preseason is going to be really interesting because tons of young players have legit shots at making a roster. Forward-wise, yes. at least. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, f-
2: yeah. There, I think the, the, the there is some openness to the roster, some openness to interpretation. I think what, I think the writing is on the wall that the plan is going to be to start most to all of those young players, maybe outside of Lucas Reichel uh, or Alex Vlasic, depending. But most of those guys are going to go to start the season in Rockford, which I don't have a, a, a real problem with. I think what the case with Galvis is – he he came up, had a decent showing at the NHL level. You know he's he's a guy that's kind of getting into that shuffle of those mid-tier up up and coming prospects. He's not the top guy, but he's definitely not at the at the back end of the of the list where you're like, yeah, these guys are expendable. Um, but yeah, I think the the training camp, the preseason, and the start of the season. Um, likely in Rockford for him is going to be important in, are you establishing yourself as a, as a guy that's going to get into that young guy rotation or are you kind of falling into these are young guys that, that still have some potential, but they're worth more to us as trade pieces. So I, I don't think he's lost in the shuffle, but I think he's, he's kind of in that mid tier.
1: I know a lot of people are like penciling in Alex Vlasic as that first guy to get that sixth spot for the young guy. I'm not buying that either. yes, he improved well, but I think he should get the Ian Mitchell treatment where Ian Mitchell got the place a bunch of games at the NHL level looked good for at times but definitely needs work and then spent an entire year at the AHL. I'm not ready to say Alex Vlax is an NHL defenseman now he could change my mind in training camp or preseason but as far as like if you got one spot on that roster opening night for a quote young guy, I think that's Ian Mitchell's job to
0: lose I hope sure. you're and right he may
1: but I'm yeah, not ready. no no I'm, doubt I'm not, but I'm not ready to just anoint Alex Vlasic as an NHL defenseman because he looked good in five games at the end of the season
0: we've got a question uh Kevin I, about uh Bodan versus Mitchell uh that was one of the ones submitted it's it's from the Twitter um basically the question was who's going to have more of an impact this year and while we're on Ian Mitchell uh let's get to that question if we can it's a simple question. Um, that answer. is from. Sorry, we're looking for it. Uh, anyway, we can answer the question. We'll the, get the name the, in a second. The question was essentially, yeah. yeah here there it we is. Go.
2: Here it is up on the screen. Well, oh, this is good. from our from our friend uh, that sent us Mike the K, other question. Who's in the, Mike, the chat? Mike Kay, who's Mike, also in the chat. Mike, yeah, Mike Capfer. It takes chat. a bigger role this year and beyond. Bodan or Mitchell? I I think it's a simple answer. It's, it's Ian Mitchell. When Nicholas Bodan was scratched for the Ice Hogs in the postseason, I think that pretty much sent the message that uh you know what in the in just a little bit ago i mentioned the the list of the defensive prospects who's at the top of the list who's kind of getting to the bottom of the list of like who is maybe still has some potential that other teams might believe in as trade bait i think that's nicholas bodan he was a first round pick he's had i believe three full seasons in rockford uh has never really taken that next jump uh to even really s- get a lot of, uh, of a look at the NHL level. And I just think he's been surpassed by guys like Galvis, like Isaac Phillips, like Alec Regula, Alex Vlasic. Like, it's just, he's just kind of gotten buried on that list. So I think if you're saying one or the other who's going to make a more impact, throw your money at Ian Mitchell. Um, I agree, Greg. I, th- I think Ian Mitchell definitely should be in that, like we have one spot open for a prospect or a young player. Like who's going to get it? If it's Mitchell, I have no problem with that. I, I think Alex Vlasic uh, has that trajectory to be a solid NHL player. I think we saw a good, um, a good short short uh, stint showing last year. Um, if he does spend more time in Rockford than Chicago this year, I'm fine with that as well. I think Ian Mitchell, uh, I, I would like to say that the time spent in Rockford last year helped him kind of get to that corner that he's got to turn, and we'll just see what he does in training camp. Yeah,
1: Vlasic needs to get – a little more adept to the physical play of pro hockey and you're going to learn that real quick in the AHL yeah and he's a a big guy too so
2: it should be something that he can adapt to but yes
1: I think Mitchell earned that first writer you know that that first look it's his job to lose just because he spent the whole year in Rockford and did what was needed to do and now it's like hey you were the warrior last year you were the good soldier we're going to pencil you in this spot at the start of training camp but you have to tell us you you have to show us you've really earned it mm-hmm. and if somebody plays better than him well then that person gets the job as far as bodine or mitchell i agree mitchell i'm not ready to completely write off bodine it's been disappointing. He's he's he's. I've watched a lot of his games the last three seasons. He's shown flashes. He's had spurts where he's had four or five games where, like, that's why you yeah. drafted this guy. Even in the NHL, a little bit. He's had and a then couple handful of games. Then he disappears for two weeks. Right. Or he takes a bad penalty and spends 12 minutes in a penalty box for a game. I'm not ready to give up on him just yet, but this is a make-or-break season. If he doesn't show it this year, he's going to have to show it in another organization next yeah. season. So I,
0: I, I'm really rooting for Ian Mitchell to get that first look. Um, and I think your your point about Vlasic is correct, um, too, that he has shown that with his size a little bit, he, he maybe doesn't have as steep of a curve as some of those young guys, but we've talked about this a lot. Um, that while the guy might look like he's thriving or being okay on the ice, these defensemen, they're just trying to hang on for dear life. And with the pressure off last year, Blaster could make mistakes. And let's not forget, when he first joined the Hawks, Derrick King basically said, no, we cannot put this kid on the ice. Nope, Mm -hmm. out of the question that he's on the ice. And then he ended the year on the top pair I need to – personally, I need to, like, step back a little bit and not be wowed by what I saw in 18 games and what we've all been preaching all along is this patience with prospects. And I do think a full year in Rockford could do wonders for Vlasic. And like you said, Mitchell has paid his dues. And of the guys that you can look and say, who are the Blackhawks defensemen that are NHL ready? He, is the, he has the highest ceiling, I think. Now, look, that's, I'm out of not the, counting out of, Korchinski, out of not the counting Dallas, not yeah. The not guys, who are Mastro, guys who are going to be in, in yeah. the AHL yes. or NHL this yeah. year. Yeah. Guys yes. who can
1: play this year, yeah, as, I, yeah I,
0: agree, players, I agree with yeah. that. So let's give him a look. Let's give him his opportunity to show why two, three years ago, a lot of us, myself included, had him penciled as the number two defenseman. Maybe that was a little premature. Granted, little, I will admit that. I a will little, point yeah, the thumb but, on that one. But I'm ready to see... Ian Mitchell with a significant NHL chance. Could you talk about make or break for Bodine, he's a restricted free agent after this year too. Mitchell, yeah. And the Hawks need to know, like, is this a guy we're going to invest in? I saw Surf and Duck say it feels like Davidson wants to distance himself from the previous GM's players and start fresh. It does feel that way. Yeah, he has no loyalty. Nope. It doesn't Davidson seem that has no way, loyalty yeah. to Are any of these guys. Does
1: seem like he wants this rebuild to be completely on him. He doesn't want to have what he or shall not be named had to deal with. Well, yeah, you won the Cups, but it was Dale Talon that got all the talent <laughs> here. He doesn't want to have that label right. attached yeah. to him. You could tell that right
0: away. Right. I don't think Meatball Nation, uh, six years from now, will be... Never underestimate
1: <laughs> the stupidity
0: of Meatball Nation, Joey. Right. You've been in this business long You're enough. Right. Shame on you. You're right. You're right. I have a lot of experience with meatballs and with Johnsons. All right, this one comes from Alberto. <laughs> He says, if Kirby Doc gets sixty points next season in Montreal, does it seem like the Blackhawks lose that no. trade? First of all, let he's me, not a- me ask you get your, 60
2: let me answer your question with a question: If Frank Nazar lifts a Stanley Cup with the Blackhawks in his career,
0: did the Blackhawks lose the trade? Right. Yeah. You can't you if, can't judge that trade on in, one season. Right. So it's also it's also like you could also say Kirby Doc was never going to score sixty points in Chicago, for whatever reason, it just wasn't going to happen here. And from what we understand about Kirby, where the social media stuff gets him, the pressure gets to him. Good luck in Montreal. Going to Montreal is not going to help. Ten times it's, worse.
2: It's a reset, but yeah, I, it's I think it's a more ruthless market when get, it comes you, to hockey. If
1: you get like if your play goes down because people are mean to you online, you're going to be really bad in Montreal.
2: I would have really have liked to have seen Kirby get another year in Chicago with a new coaching staff under a new GM for a full year and see if anything could have changed. Obviously that's not going to be the case, but, but I would have liked to have seen that
1: turning, but it's hard to turn down the 13th overall pick. In yes, the draft of course for him. That was an
2: easy decision. Plus, a, plus an extra pick. So, and so, yeah. if there
1: was an over under bet on our points, bet at Kirby doc, 60 points, I'm throwing an entire paycheck at the under, under
0: 60. Yeah, yeah.
2: Especially with that roster. Yeah, no, that's not happening.
0: All right. Uh, this one up next, if Kane and Taves, leave this year who signs with the chevy advertisements <laughs> sam lafferty. sam lafferty yeah <laughs> yes I th- give seth him all jones the ad money seth, i think seth, seth, seth jones inherits all, all the endorsements yeah. right i he guess
2: he kind of has to is
1: frank nazar old enough to drive a car yeah yet? seriously but
2: what about Derek <laughs> king and the chevy
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. the assistant coach <laughs> the assistant coach <laughs> drive what is assistant the assistant coach Derek king drive drives. what a king drives yeah there ah, you, there you go. go see yeah let's update the copy maybe it's luke richardson it might be luke richardson He might be getting a lot of the endorsements,
1: too. Seth Jones is going to become the face of this franchise only because... He, there's nobody else. Yeah, I mean, if, it,
0: if it's <laughs> drive what Chris Vosters
1: drives, <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> drive what Brent Sini drives. Yeah, a 1987 a hundred a board. real
2: brand, a Joe Brand. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe if they make Lucas Reichel the uh, the face of the of the organization, nah, he's got to get he's got to get a Volkswagen. Vehicle. I was gonna say the the, the, the it'll be a Volkswagen uh, Beetle or something like that.
1: Mercedes Benz, the Mercedes Benz
2: uh, of hockey players. Lucas Reichel could sell, sell the hell out of a Benz. I I'd buy think. one hell from him. Yeah.
0: Let's get one from the chat real quick. Nate says, "Will the Hawks be so bad over the next three years that we see ticket prices drop?" I think so, actually. Yeah, I don't know. Or, if or at least see frozen, drops, but
1: you're going to see a lot of more fun
0: deals. Yeah, they're going to be a two for one night fun, and stuff like that.
1: Sure, bring back the co- bring back they're the student, student ticket night.
0: Creative deals. Prices. That's yeah. why I was a season ticket holder. Yeah, dollars a year, eight dollars a game with a 15 year old college ID. Hey. You're gonna
1: you're gonna <laughs> see a lot of
0: promos, you know.
1: Yep. Family four packs, you know, a hundred bucks for four tickets, four sodas, and four hot yeah, dogs. Hell right, yeah, sign uh, me up for that. They, they started doing that last year. There was a, like, yeah. what was it, two, two, three hundred level tickets, two beers each for like 50 bucks. Yeah, like those, and like those, two food was, items. That yeah. was worth the price of the beer alone. Like, the tickets were essentially free. Yep. You're yeah. gonna see a lot more. I don't know if prices are gonna go down. But you're going to see a lot more value added to those tickets. Yeah. A lot more mm. free stuff, a lot more incentive. The sales, to
2: sale, ticket sales teams are going to get real creative, I yeah, think.
1: Yeah, buy buy one, get six free. You know, <laughs> also, the, like the secondary
0: market will be your friend for the yes. next few uh-huh. years. Here's my I advice. If you want to
1: go to a Blackhawks game and you want to get a really good seat, Pick the day you want to go. Wait till twenty minutes. Drive to the to the game. As you're walking in, go on your app to whatever secondary market you want. You'll probably be able to get like two hundred level seats there for like thirty five bucks. There were a
2: few nights last last year where I checked the secondary market about a, you know, half hour before the puck drop, and you could you could get in, for the uh, you can get into the game for. Less than the price of a beer, so
1: you can get into the game for less than the fees that get added on to the ticket.
2: Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I I, th- I think there will be a lot of creativity in tickets price drop. Meh, it's gonna be a on, lot. On, on the on the primary prices probably not. No. But uh, yeah, secondary market we'll see.
0: Um, gonna... To the people who are like, oh, there's gonna be three thousand people in the stadium. No, there's not. No, no there'll, there'll be, be a lot. Of no, people. there's not. Yeah. There'll be people there. All mm. right, I want to uh, Kevin. I keep throwing you curveballs. I'm sorry. No, keep I keep, guess I should call them knucklebones. Keeps me bucks. on my toes on this podcast. Uh, Charlie the Bacon Guy sent in a great question. Yeah, Charlie. Um, yeah, I like Charlie. And uh, I want to make sure we get to that one. It was one of the last ones submitted. I think it was actually the last one submitted today, if that helps. It was there late, you go. Late uh, game uh, throw in. Charlie the Bacon Guy says, what is the better Hockey Canada moment? Sidney Crosby's golden goal to win the gold in the Olympics or the Mason McTavish save? If you guys missed this. If you missed it. It was un. Unbelievable. Overtime, you, Canada and Finland for the gold medal in the World Junior Championships. The so puck is about to go in. Saturday night. The Finnish player has his hands in the air. If you're watching on YouTube, you can, you can watch it here. The Finnish player has his hands in the air. Mason McTavish somehow locates the puck in midair, knocks it down before it crosses the blue line, and then somehow still has the presence of mind to keep the puck from rolling over the goal line, and we were talking about before the show, 99 out of 100, maybe 999 out of 1,000 times that puck goes in, McTavish somehow keeps it from going in, and Canada goes moments later and wins gold. It was unbelievable. And I got a feel for the, the kid from Finland who's celebrating, and it's, it's going in. I'm seeing it, it, it going yeah. in. I it's, watched that,
2: and I, and I thought, game. I thought yeah. it was over. I, I, you know, from even when the,
1: they reviewed it, it was like that, that you, went in. There's right, no way yeah. that it stayed
2: out. From the camera, from the camera angle of the broadcast, you know, as you as you watch it in real time, you're just like, that's a goal, and you're like, wow, what a what an effort from McTavish, but that had to have gone in, and then the, the continuation of play, you're like, how did that not? Like you're just left shocked, and then, yeah, maybe a minute later, Kent Johnson scores the winner, and it's just like. I think you pair, those, you pair that whole moment, what it meant and what it led to mm. against the, the, the 2010 Crosby goal in overtime to win an Olympic gold medal in Canada. It's an amazing moment. It's an iconic moment in Canadian hockey history. I just think I, I vote for McTavish because I think as you go on in the, in, through, through, the, through the years, like you said, Jay, that is a moment that may never, ever happen again. It's crazy.
1: I back to the question though, what was the bigger moment? I think a uh, better hockey moment as far as like what meant more is overall to the to the country, winning the Olympic gold medal with yeah, your best player, sure. that's the bigger moment. The better play is definitely McTavish. Yeah. Because Sidney Crawford is scoring overtime goals, that's what he does. That's right. why he was there. That prime, was, expect, ta- prime Sidney Crosby. Yeah, you went. Oh, Sidney Crosby scored in overtime to win the gold medal. Of course he
2: did. Yeah. If you if you were writing that script for that game, it's right. oh Crosby scores in overtime and wins. Yeah. The,
1: the play McTavish made, and then to have them score the winning, <gasps> the tournament winning goal moments later, that's a better play. But as far as bigger moment for all Canadians celebrating, it's the Crosby goal. Yeah. McTavish has the better play. But only because it's on a bigger stage is the Crosby goal of the bigger moment. If,
2: if this moment, McTavish, were to have happened in the World Junior when it was supposed to happen back in December and January, I think we'd be thinking differently because this, la- this last World Junior's happening in, in the past two weeks, so many people missed it. Like, literally. Yeah. Like, you look right. at the stadiums, and none of them were filled. Even the gold medal final, I don't think, was even a. a you know, there were seats empty. So I think if, if that had happened in December slash January, I think you I It'd think it, it, it would feel it would feel a lot different because way more eyes and way more attention would be paid may, to
1: it. It's still a play making a play that a game that, you know, against a against team a have team that might have seven or eight NHLers on it versus Sidney Crosby scoring a goal against a team full of Hall of Famers and NHL All-Stars.
2: Right. Yes. I mean... I don't know i I think I think the entire play and moment and what it led to uh and and just the like, we may never see anything like that again in at that stage if that play had happened uh in in you know a a predator's uh wild game in the middle of you know January on Wednesday night or something like that. That play would have still been like, holy shit! Like, did you see what? The, like, that may never happen again. For the fact that it happened with Mason McTavish, who was the player for Canada the entire oh, yeah. tur- the entire tournament, um, and then leading to an overtime winner for a gold medal in the World Juniors. I don't know. I still vote. I well, here, still here, I still vote McTavish.
1: Here's how you rate that. As, let's ask Canadians: What loss would have hurt more? Losing to the U.S. in the Olympics gold medal, or you losing to Finland in the World Juniors? All right. Yeah. 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 So you I, make valid I, points. I 100 I, I <laughs> agree that we
0: got to ta- review this question a year from now. That McTavish play is definitely
1: a hundred times better than the Crosby. Like
0: Bowl. that is like a lightning
2: strike play. But
1: as far as overall the importance in the history though, of Canadian yeah. hockey, it's not bigger than the than the Crosby Olympic winning goal. It's just not.
0: All right. you guys should fight to the death. All right. That'll get the clicks. All right. You win, Mario. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not <laughs> I don't care that much. <laughs> All right. Aaron uh, has a question. Is there any chance the Hawks don't get the first overall and still get Bedard? Absolutely. Uh, is there a team what? with enough prospect depth to take Mitchkov or over Bedard, leaving him open for second? Yes. Those things can happen. Maybe. Absolutely. Yeah, you
1: never know what's going to happen this season. Fantilli could have an amazing year. Mitch might decide, like, hey, I'm defecting. <laughs> like, I'm, well, I'm, uh, like, I'm
0: sneaking out on a boat. The, the, the tenor of, of world, you know, uh, hostility can change in sure. the course of right. ten months. Lots of you things know what can happen. I mean? There's a lot that can happen.
1: Shane Wright was going to be the number one pick for three years. Shane
0: Wright and, and Connor Bedard. I
1: agree. I agree. But stu- people talk themselves out of sure things all the time. Uh,
2: We're Aaron. already
1: saying Bedard is going to fall because he's not worth the number overall pick because he doesn't didn't have a point in that championship yeah. game. Connor,
2: but Connor Bedard is the head and
0: shoulders number one in this draft. I class. agree. Yeah,
1: but stranger things have happened.
0: Yes, it would be great if that starts to slip and the Hawks can not have, just, have to worry let's about just being the Let's just get the, the number one Hawk.
1: overall pick and not
0: worry about it. Aaron, with a follow up question: it's If last easy. year had the same roster but Luke Richardson is head coach instead of Calitn, how different are the results of the season? I don't know because I don't know
1: exactly what kind of coach Luke Richardson Yeah, we don't know yet. I would think it would be better, but I can't guarantee that.
2: I think by, by what we've been told about Luke Richardson as a coach and what we saw as a coach from Jeremy Colliton, I think you would think that things would have been differently. You would, yeah. you would have gone differently. Um, but, I, yeah, that's it's, it's hard to say. I would think things would have been a little bit different –
1: there had been more structure, Especially, guys would have known what to do. They wouldn't Especially be playing
2: man-to-man. based on the defensive strategy. Yeah. I think that was one of the biggest pitfalls of Jeremy Colleton as a coach because he wanted to play that defensive system of a, of a man-to-man, and he just did not have the players to do it. And Luke Richardson, from what he has said, is adaptable, but does not sound like he wants to play man-to-man whatsoever, and most teams in the league wouldn't do that.
1: One last question we had from someone in the chat. Uh, besides our super, super chat, chat, thanks from, from our the region rev, region our, our, our good friend
2: Pat Foley calling the Cubs uh, game tomorrow. That'll Second be very fun leader, yeah. for uh, for Foley. I
1: believe it's three, one through three, and seven through nine on the radio, and then innings four through six on Marquee Network. Yep, yep. So yep. that would be fun. Be uh, good Cubs there. Fans. Jay I'll Fish asked, "Where was Fantilli during this summer's championship?" Too
0: young. Uh,
1: as far as why he didn't play. Why he
0: didn't play for Canada? Mm-hmm. Right. Same reason why Nazar did not make same, it. Yeah. 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 This the was, same this reason was, they why... They
1: want the 19-year-olds... They want, yeah. as He'll they, likely be there in December.
2: He, Oh, he will be there, right. for well, sure. I mean,
1: his arm could fall off.
2: Well... It could.
1: <laughs> well, my arm, it's
0: broken. <laughs> you didn't think about that, did you?
2: <laughs> no, yeah. i He'll be there, Right, it's, sure. it's a lot of the reasons why Korchinski... will be there again. Yeah,
1: like, he was yeah. just... that there were, there were players at 19 that we're on that team from the previous December that deserved
2: and earned their shot at mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Right, shout let's... out too. we, we didn't mention yet. Shout out Ethan Del Mastro, gold medal, gold, gold, medal. gold medal winner. Injury replacement at the last moment, and then played himself as a set, into a lineup regular. Set out regular. the first
1: game, and then was once he got in, they couldn't take him out. That's, what you, him. Yep. That's what you want to see. Good for young Ethan. That's what you
2: want to see. Yes,
1: congratulations to him. Congratulations to Victor Schornberg for a bronze Bronze model. with Sweden. Yeah, uh, he had a not. He had the type of tournament you exactly thought you were going to get out of him. Yeah, not a.
2: Depth roll.
1: but he provided yeah. the, the 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 little things that you need to win a hockey game that don't necessarily show up on a score sheet. Absolutely.
0: All right, let's do one more. We got to wrap up. Uh, dealer's choice here, Kevin. Whatever you think is best. Want to go to Walter here? Yeah, I like all Walter. The pressure's pressure. on you. Well, right. what, what was the other one? I don't even know. I think we
2: got all. No, let's not do two. this one. This wasn't in, This one isn't Blackhawks related. We've talked enough about think Canadian, think we Canadian we, hockey th- and th- players that aren't. Yeah, with the screwed them Canadians. Yeah, uh, out of here. Uh, uh, out of here with that. Yeah. I don't want this, to talk was, about this was the only other remaining question. You guys hit all the other ones, uh, non-hockey related here. Oh, all
0: right. Well, Spike says, I've been t- considering getting a guitar midlife crisis. No, man, go for it. It's never it's too never late, late get to learn something a new. Keep
1: that brain uh, functioning at a high level. It's Probably be a little, depending on your age, it might be a little difficult. It's
0: always difficult to learn a new trade the older you are, but there's always room for playing the guitar. I've got a great guitar teacher. He does not pay me. I'll recommend him. Greg Overtone on Twitter. Reach out to him. We'll hook you up with some great guitar lessons. You can learn how to or play guitar,
1: person. and then you can write us a, a CHGO Blackhawks podcast. There you go.
0: Song. There you go. All right, let's get to Walters. Then let's we're not just going to leave him uh, hanging. He's, the only, he's always here too. We appreciate right, no it. No disrespect to Walters. He says after the WJCs, I'm convinced that Mason and McTavish will at worst be a top line center for a decade. At best, among championship greats, as Trotier, Messier, Eiserman, Sakic, and Taves, Ish. is that too much of a stretch?
2: Yeah, it might be a wee stretch, but a you, bit.
0: you might be right. I mean,
2: he's definitely very good. He's gonna be. He's gonna be a very good, very good NHLer. Yes. he's one of the reasons why the Ducks' uh, future is yep. very bright. Uh, him playing with Trevor Ziegris for the next decade. Yes, please. Have fun with that, yes. Anaheim. I'm and I don't mean that sarcastically. No. Literally, have fun. That's yes. going to be great. As I've oh. been
1: saying, that's, that three-game stretch through California is going to be hell in a couple of seasons because mm-hmm. the Sharks got Sharks some nice young players coming, too. Uh, am, I ready, am I ready to put him up in the ranks of Steve Eiserman and Mark Messi? No. Can he get there one day? Sure. Yeah. But, he's all, yeah, he's going to be fun to
0: watch. If you are Ducks general manager, Pat Verbeek, and you have to choose one of those guys, McTavish or Zegres, McTavish for the next decade. Who are you going with? McTavish. Oh. Zegris.
1: McTavish is the center.
0: Give me all the Michigans you can. Yeah, boy, that's tough. That's like saying that it's like the Taves or Kane thing. And in the dynasty, you probably say Taves. And now looking back on it, you're like, mm, maybe Kane. Yeah, yeah but, but you mentioned you were winning the championships when Taves was at the top
2: of his game. That's true. Always I go, go with, with the center. I go with Trevor Zegers because he's American. Why do you this hate is America, an American Greg?
0: podcast. Why do you hate America? Wait, uh, we only got one minute left. Yeah, Sorry. Say, <laughs> we'll save that for our next <laughs> offseason. <That's laughs> do, sure. do we have three hours? Uh, just kidding. Two. We do have FOCO. We do have FOCO. Uh, and they are an American company. Yeah. And I
1: love FOCO. Uh, we you, all love FOCO. We do. And the fall sports are just around the corner. Doesn't feel like it in here right now. But it's definitely <laughs> around the corner. Hoodie hoodie season is almost upon us, and if you want to get fitted in your best sports gear around, FOCO has got you covered for all your Chicago favorites from Soldier Field to the Front Room, North or South Side. They got hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Get decked out like our guy Sam Lafferty. With apparel from the Leader Sports Merch and Collectibles, and that's FOCO. Looking for the perfect gift for the football fan, the basketball fan, the hockey fan you want to load up for those baseball playoffs? I don't know if anybody from Chicago is going to be in it, but hey, they still got a shot. Load up at FOCO, F-O-C-O dot com, and get all your officially merchandised swag from our buddies over at FOCO. Once again, that's F-O-C-O dot com. Click on. And if you're watching on YouTube, after you smash that like button as hard as you can, scroll down just a little bit, and you'll actually see a link there for FOCO.com. Click on it. Do some shopping on this wonderful Monday afternoon. You'll have all your best gear ready for your fantasy football draft if you've got one going on this weekend. And even better, you're going to save 10% off all pre-sale items by using the promo code CHGO at checkout. So cool stuff, and you save money. That's a winning team right yeah, there. Yeah, exactly Not right. Bad. That's your Mason McTavish, Trevor Zegers deal of merchandise shopping. Fantastic.
0: Good one-two punch. There you go. Cool right. stuff. Save money. We're back tomorrow at 1.30 with Top Shelf Tuesday. We've been talking about this off the air, guys. Is it time to do our favorite hockey movies of all time? sports movies. So you want us to do sports movies? Sports movies? Because there's only like three hockey movies we really can uh, talk about, right? Is yeah. Clerks a hockey movie?
1: No, it is a good movie <laughs> with a hockey scene.
0: All right. Let's do it. Clerks, you said? We'll do our favorite sports oh. movies, and then we'll also do, of those, what are our favorite hockey movies. Well, of
1: movies. course. I we mean, we'll yeah. start the discussion with hockey yeah. movies, and then we'll go from there.
0: All right. Join us Tuesday at 1.30 for Top Shelf Tuesday. Uh, reminder, also, we are always presented by PointsBet. Use that promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. For Greg and Mario, I'm Jay. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 1.30 live on the YouTubes on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.